WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to uh, Upfront for this Thursday morning, November 12, 2020. I'm Roger Bouchard, Monday through Friday here at WNRI with this program. And um, a couple of days a week, we uh, get uh, visited by Mr. Uh, Christopher Boulay. He's a financial advisor. That's how he makes a, a living. And also, um, when he retires, he will become a talk show host. Uh, that's what I'm predicting. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Rod. You want to listen, and I'll be doing it at the Villages. <laughs> yes, the red, right, right next to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> anyway, welcome to our program for today. This is a talk show, and that means that if you've got something that you would like to talk about, please uh, feel free to talk with us about anything that uh, you might want to mention. Today's uh, program features Roger and Chris and, of course, our radio audience, whoever they may be, joining us either as uh, phone call uh, callers or just as listeners. We appreciate um, no matter how. May, matter of fact, maybe both. We appreciate you being there one way or the other. You can send us an email up front at WNRI.com. Tomorrow, we'll be uh, talking with Robert Martin, who's our real estate guy, and we'll be asking him about foreclosures and uh, Rhode Island having one of the highest rates uh, in the um, in the nation. People just not making their bank payments on their mortgages. Did you make your payment this month? <laughs> That would be embarrassing if the answer was yes, no, right? Not applicable. <laughs> um, but um, I was I was I was listening to that, and I wonder how many of these folks have multifamilies who tenants aren't paying the rent because of uh, COVID. Yep. So I think uh, that might be exacerbating things. The other guest tomorrow will be Paul Bourget, who is chairman of the Woonsocket School Committee, and we'll get an update on uh, what's going on with Woonsocket uh, Public Schools. We had the untimely death of a Hamlet Middle School um, secretary, uh, a loss to COVID-19. I'm sure that Mr. Bourget will be uh, talking about um, that and many other aspects of the school department when we visit tomorrow here on the Upfront program. All right, Mr. Boulay, I know we have uh, some topics to introduce, but we have a, a call awaiting. What would you like to do? Oh, I certainly would. The caller can maybe direct the the uh, uh, topic in a different way, so let's hail the caller. All right. Let's press the magic button and say hello to you. Thank you for calling the Upfront Program. Thank you for taking my call. First of all, I don't understand how uh, Trump lost the election when you saw all the crowds he was at his rallies and the handful of Biden. And how is it Pennsylvania or Georgia or somewhere where they put the uh, uh on the overseers in there, they put them out, and you could see, they showed it on TV many times. Inside, they were putting up the cardboard block the windows, and people inside were waving bye-bye to them. Yeah, so that, can, that, that, yeah, that was in Philadelphia. How can they deny that there was something unethical going on? You know, as, as I discussed Tuesday, we talked about the fact that forgetting about this being a national race, some of these races are so close that with one half a percent. So if it was a Senate race and, you know, six, seven million votes in Pennsylvania would, would be a, uh, 
comparable Senate race. You, you're going to have a recount. So everything's going to have to go the way of the president. But, yeah, you you look at the polls and you look at how they were wrong and then you take a step back and you look, geez, Donald Trump has got 30,000 people coming to a rally and uh, Biden can't get 100. So it, it does look uh, peculiar. I'm paying attention very carefully to see if this has any merit or not. Obviously, some of the Republicans are dropping the dime on the president and saying give it up like Chris Christie and what have you. Yeah. So I'm paying attention to see if, if there's anything. But it, it certainly doesn't make any sense. And there's a software company, I guess, at Dominion, who has made mistakes in one place and has been used in eight or nine states that have turned it around. But as, you know, just coming from Florida, I was reminded that in 2000, uh, um, Bush and Gore, it was a mess. And Florida has one of the cleanest voting systems now. So we've got to think about this. We have secretaries of state in, in all 50 states handling these things. And we've got to look at this as more of a national thing. So um, I'm paying attention. Uh, Real Clear Politics hasn't called a few. And some of these are very, very close. But it does have that, and I was talking to Raj in the green room, it does have that 1992 feel that we'll talk about that. So, yeah, we'll see where it all goes. And I'm hoping the president isn't throwing crap against the wall. And we'll see where it all goes. And you can't blame him for the virus spread. I mean, look at all the other countries. They they got it very heavy, too. Is that Trump's fault, too? It it just, just doesn't make sense. And one more quick thing. Well, I was going to say, I want to comment on that because you hit on something that I was going to talk about. People keep talking about foreign interference in our elections, whether it's Russia or Iran or, or whatever. There's never been a more direct interference by a foreign country than the Chinese flu, the Chinese virus. That affected our, the outcome of this election. And again, we talked about it, had Pfizer announced that they had a uh, vaccine that was 90% plus effective the week before the election. I highly doubt that the president would have lost, but the Chinese interfered directly or indirectly with our election more so than anyone could possibly do it. If you're on Facebook and something pops talking about you know, the election is from Russia and it convinces you to vote another way, you're probably too stupid to vote. So, And Iran is already feeling their votes. You know, with Biden maybe going to be the president, they've increased, they've gone over what they were supposed to do for the nuclear uh, weapons. So that's that. Yep. But uh, now i got to get my barley soup going, <laughs> and we're going to have scallop and bacon rolls for supper. But anyways, have Thank- Thanks for your call. I, I think you. I think you should join me in the villages, and we should do a co-host. And Roger can come down too. You do. You do. We we love your calls. I would love to go to Florida. I have one cousin in Naples and one in Boca Raton. Well, this is go ahead. I'm sorry, Hen. Go ahead. And we were, uh, the one in Boca Raton and I have been like I'm closer to him than any of my family. So I would love to go there, but not for us. Well, I think you have a job waiting for you down there in the, in the talk shows. But thanks for calling. Thank you for taking the call. Bye bye. Bye bye. This is the up. Excuse me. This is the upfront program on WNRI. Thank you for being with us on this Thursday morning. Off to another call. As uh, one of the calls come in, we'll just keep taking them. Hello there, and what's your comment today on the upfront program? Good morning, gentlemen. I have a comment about the last call a little bit, and then two questions for Chris. I would not advise him to give up. I feel strongly that something is wrong and way before this and they ought to change and make a law that no one should have a v- okay if you want to send a ballot in the mail but 
do not. We have to vote on the third. So each piece of mail should be there by then or else it goes in the trash. Because they started so early to send. It's ridiculous that they have to come up so late. Uh, no, no question about it. There was a, a gentleman I played golf with down in Florida, and his son and uh, daughter-in-law live in Georgia, and they went to vote, and they were told, hopefully I'm not repeating this from Tuesday, but they were told that they had already voted by mail. So that, that is one isolated incident. We don't know how, how much it, it's done, but you know, they, they, they've really gone out of the way to, to make it um, susceptible to cheating. There's no question about it. I wish I was made of money and I'd send him a great big fat check, President Trump. Now, getting back to uh, Tuesday morning when I was listening to you, Chris, uh, I was wondering, uh, you had spoken about two places, and one being Puerto Rico, wanting to become part of the USA, which I have heard in the past. And what was the other place that wanted to become they, they, um, the, the Democrats are talking about making the District of Columbia an actual state. So that would give them, you know, obviously it's extremely democratic, to, uh, and that would give them another, you know, representation in, in the Senate and the House. So it'd be at least two reps, and, 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 and I'm sorry, two reps and two senators. And then Puerto Rico is obviously very liberal, and they that would also uh, give them a, a full... Uh, stronghold because remember i think it's 15 the republicans made some pretty good inroads on the house they didn't take the house but the expectation was it was going to go steady and now it's much closer in the house as a matter of fact nancy pelosi has got her problems uh, because she, she, yeah, she they, you know this, this whole stuff of defunding the police and and uh, going after the second amendment and grabbing your guns it turned a lot of democratic areas into republicans uh, stronghold yep the other thing is at the very end of the show, something that was upsetting to me, if it's true, uh, did you either hear or see it on TV that the President Trump made such a horrible remark in regards to the veterans? Yes. What happened? I don't even want to repeat. Yeah. What 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 happened was uh, they were talking about John McCain, and John McCain uh, obviously ran for president and lost. And yeah. uh, he came up, and he's kind of a rhino, basically Republican in name only. He's much more of a moderate Democrat or even, a you know, he's, he's more Democratic. So the president said about him that I he's not a war hero. Heroes don't get captured. So those are the type of things I was using as an example that right. the president has really let down the American people. Because I have a list here, if, if I may, and then I'll go back uh -huh. to, to you. It is the last um, incumbent who lost a presidential election was in 19, 1992 was George Bush. And we, you know, we can talk about that. So it's very difficult for an incumbent to lose. And the president made that happen by doing and saying some stupid things like that. But he didn't actually, he was only referring to him. He wasn't referring to everybody because he had a disdain taste in his mouth for him. And he wasn't referring to all the veterans. And he, he didn't actually say that all of the veterans were losers. And I hate that word. Right, no, no, he, he definitely did not say that to my knowledge. Okay. And I'm, okay. I'm glad you called because when I, when I sit this microphone, you want to make sure that the words that you're using, you're yeah, conveying right. your thoughts to the audience, and if I said that, no, he was he was directing that to John McCain. Right. Okay. Good enough. Thank you ever so much. Thanks for the call. Yes. Good day to you. Thank you. All right. 
Another caller is waiting for us. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. Hello, and what do you have to say today? Well, I have to say is the media is still trying to poison us against Trump. I hear a report that the guy from the Postal Services who, who reported hearing this conversation recanted. I heard it on CBS. Well, I read a story from the Conservative Review, and there was a video which showed the guy claimed he didn't recant. I didn't have time to watch the video in all honesty, but apparently the story is that that was a distortion put out by the Democrat Party. Number one. Number two, they're talking about a judge in a state saying that they were purporting hearsay. So let me explain something to you. I see two people talking about conspiring to commit a crime, and I report it. I'm reporting that they were conspiring to commit a crime, not that they committed the crime, and that is first-hand reporting. Now, if I tell you I saw it and you do it, that's hearsay. But this judge was trying to say that just reporting that he heard these people conspiring, oh, that's hearsay. Well, it's not hearsay. And in some place, and, and with a lot of crimes, even conspiring to do it is a crime itself. Now... There was one other thing. They, they're talking about how many Trump um, report, how many of Trump's court cases have been overturned already. Well, I've been to court for traffic tickets six, seven times in one socket, and I had every single one of them overturned in Superior Court up on Doran Street. So to tell me that Trump's losing, because of course you're the state judge, the state owns you, because you're going to overturn Trump in your state. We already know that if the state wasn't crooked to begin with, Trump would have lost. So, yeah, the idea that he's, that the media is saying, well, he's, all these cases have been overturned, not by the federal government. No, 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 you're, you're, it, it's correct. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. And uh, we'll see where it all goes. There's, there's always voter fraud. So what the Democrats are saying, I think you understand this, there are tiny examples of voter fraud. What we need to see is, is illegitimate. But as they're doing it right in Georgia. Um, I don't think I mentioned it Tuesday, but, yeah, they're counting every vote by hand. That's, that's taking this thing seriously. And if they can do that in Georgia, they should be able to do that in Pennsylvania, Ohio, everywhere that it was within a, a certain margin of error. So now you're starting and looking at this stuff. But, yes, it's going to end up, in my estimation, in the Supreme Court, and it's not going to be at the state level for sure. You have to start at the state level. The problem is, is the longer it goes, the more difficult it is. But we're not even anywhere near uh, Bush and Gore in 2000. So... But um, on the other I, hand, too, uh, let me, on the other hand, too, I also don't mind uh, uh, Biden getting uh, uh, security briefs daily either. Now I do have one question for you. This is supposed to be a secret ballot, so I take it all the signatures and everything on the outside of the envelope. And once that ballot is separated from the envelope, there's no way to prove when that ballot came in and was put in the pile. Oh, 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 agreed, agreed. I think what we're looking more for with the Republicans, how many dead people have voted and how many people have voted twice and what have you. By opening it up the way they did, they, they made a huge mistake, obviously. And everyone could kind of see this coming, that it was going to be a mess. The problem is that if the president had not been so bombastic and not run out of people to insult, and we talked about that Tuesday, you know, he should have, he should have won by a landslide. The GDP numbers came exactly back. We had a 34% increase in GDP that recovered virtually everything that we lost in the second quarter, and the, the president just made it difficult on himself, and in many ways he let down the American people. So I hope we always appreciate your call. You always make a lot of sense. I do have one, 
one last question, though. Sure. If you've got a, if you've got a ballot that only has Biden's name marked it and no one downstream, can, can we call that um, a questionable ballot? Can we disallow that? I mean, what, what, what is the sense that someone will vote for Biden only and not fill out anything else and just stand in it? I heard there's about, like, 400,000 of them. Is that is that true or not? That's open for the courts to, to, to decide. It certainly looks suspicious from uh, from a layperson, but that's for the courts to decide. Okay, but you have heard of that. I, I don't know what, what's the number. Did you, you got the oh, number? I, 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 I didn't hear the number. I knew there was a lot of them, but I don't I don't know the I don't know the number. But yeah, I mean, we've got to find a way to make this national where it is cleaned up, where we still have the control of the states, but. We have a situation where we can depend on these elections because you got a 50-50 country right now. We're not the days of Ronald Reagan taking 63 percent of the vote are, are probably gone. All right, definitely thank gone. You <laughs> thank you. Thank you, caller. We have one more caller before we take our break here on the Upfront program, and we are talking about a whole bunch of topics this morning and uh, some uh, very frustrated people um, out there trying to um, decide whether uh, this whole process has been fair or not. All right, let's uh, go to our next caller. Good morning, and your comments, please. Oh, hey, guys. So I got I got two questions for you. So um, my first question is that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty libertarian, I consider myself. So I'll vote for Republicans or whatever Democrats, mostly, you know, libertarians if they're on the ballot. But I can tell you this. There's one person that I think I want to get your opinion on is somebody that I find, if the Democrats put up, would be Tulsi Gabbard. They put her up, she would be get my vote 100%. And I'll tell you why. She's pretty libertarian on a lot of issues. She's even conservative on some. And the issues she's progressive on, she doesn't want to nationalize our free market. I mean, she's very... That was my first question, your guys' opinion on her and if you'd support her. My second question was, I heard you guys talking about uh, security, um, daily security um, briefings that Biden would get. And I, I don't expect you guys to know the answer to this, but think about it. Would Hunter Biden even qualify for security clearance? If I or you or any of us were applied for security clearance with the dirt that he has, we would be denied. We'd probably be under, under, in, under investigation by the FBI. Can Hunter Biden even get security clearance at this point? Because you know he's going to have a front row seat in the White House. Um, first question. Actually, months and months ago, Tulsi Gabbard was at 2%, and I said it on this radio that I thought she'd make a, a, a good candidate for the Democrats and for presidency, so I concur. I, I just Googled her. She's only 39 years old. So, you know, 15, 20 years, 10 years, whatever it could be, but I, I think she represents a lot of good things that the Democratic Party needs to have. Is she... Um, too much on the left to, to, to does she have enough of the left leaning to get their votes? I don't know, but I agree with you on that. One of the things you, you kind of jug my memory about Hunter Biden and the one the nuclear option that President Trump could have used and surprised me that he didn't use if they had the goods on Hunter Biden, they could have indicted him before the election. That would have broken rank, but this is a president who never follows rank. So I was very surprised. So they must not have had the goods. But think about it in terms of, you know, you're not, it's your son, you know, you're different people, but you tie that in a national way that I think that was the nuclear option that the president could have used. So maybe they didn't have the goods on that. That's a good point. That, that is a good point. If they didn't, if they didn't go forward, then maybe the goods weren't really there. But 
Yeah. Anyway, thanks a lot for your for your uh, insight on that. Thank, I, thanks I for the call. We always appreciate it. All right. Thank you. This is the Upfront Program. We'll be back with uh, some comments of our own uh, in just a few moments. But first of all, let's uh, take time out for uh, one of our sponsors, and that's Dion Plumbing. If you need a plumber, I hope you'll consider Ray Dion, Dion's Plumbing Systems. From Cumberland, serving the greater Woonsocket area, we do residential and commercial work. We work on kitchens and bathrooms, heating systems, drain cleaning. For licensed, we're insured. Over 30 years' experience from Ray Dion, you can expect clean, neat, dependable, and courteous work. So when the pipes burst, think of Dion's Plumbing first. The number to call is 334-6060, Dion's Plumbing Systems. We do bathrooms, kitchens, heat and hot water systems, and all kinds of special work as it relates to plumbing. Dion's Plumbing Systems. Think of us. We'll do it right for you. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right. Thank you. And uh, we got a nice, uh, nice one here. Uh relatively new listing at 59 St. Simon Street here in Woonsocket at 259.9. This is a 1938 built um, three-bedroom house with one and a half baths. And uh, it's the perfect opportunity for a first-time home buyer with uh, a new uh, heating system and new roof and hot water heater. And it's all brand new. It's just an older house with a lot of new things in it. Spacious open kitchen, dining area. Perfect for uh, the upcoming holidays. Half bath with washer and dryer in there. And you could easily add a tub of shower if you wanted to to make two full bathrooms. And the basement is unfinished but offers plenty of storage opportunities. And you can walk right out. There's a detached two-car garage and a gorgeous backyard. This property won't last long. It is a Cape Cod. I might call it because I'm old-fashioned, a bungalow, but they'll call it whatever you want. It's a nice piece of property, 59 St. Simon Street, and it is being uh, offered by Mr. Scott McGee. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant, Bellingham. Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. Yeah, the... uh Grumpy's will be open uh, today at 4. We want to remind you they still have those uh, $10 dinner deals uh, Monday through Thursday offered uh, when the uh, restaurant opens at 4. And they come right from the kitchen. And, of course, if you don't care for anything, uh, the four or five offerings that they have uh, for $10, these are complete meals with potato and vegetable most of the time. Nice fish dish always. Uh, you can go right to the regular menu and have one of their nice uh, Chipotle burgers that my wife likes. You'll find it right there at Grumpy's. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. We are back to the panel. Is the other panelist here, Mr. Boulay? President accounted for, sir. All right. Hey, we have a call awaiting, but what, uh, what about one topic that uh, you wanted to introduce you? You know, um, Chris and I c- communicate. Well, actually, he communicates to me, and I just look at the topics. He sends me uh, topics that we uh, 
we could discuss on the program. And, and then I, I look the topic up and, and bring myself up to speed on it. I don't know where you want to go. Well, uh, just, oh, go ahead. There's so many here. Student loans uh, uh, and McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> trying to go to the well again. Anyway, choose a topic, and then we'll um, we'll invite people to call back. Well, staying on the political circle nationally, just kind of remind people that there's two Senate runoff elections in Georgia, so Georgia's on our minds, mm-hmm. and uh, the Democrats will have to will have to win both of them in order to uh, take the Senate, and so that's what's really between a lot of the progressive ideas that, that uh, Biden wants to put forward. Like he's talking about having Elizabeth Warren as the Secretary of Treasury. That's a really drop from Minushkin. I mean, that's really awful. You're going to go in a totally different way. But if the Republicans hang on to the Senate, um, then a lot of these things will not get through. So what would happen is, as people know, if they get both uh, Senate races, which I think is unlikely, but you don't know what's going on in terms of uh, cheating and what have you, then there would be a 50-50 tie between Democrats and Republicans, and Vice President um, Harris would break the tie. So uh, you, all your taxes would go up, and what remains to be seen, the president-elect has promised that if you make under $400,000 a year, your taxes are not going to go up one penny. That's not that doesn't that's not plausible you're not going to be able to make a dent in the deficit by doing that and but he also wants to raise the corporate tax rate from 21 percent to 28 percent well if it goes up seven percent everybody's taxes are going up indirectly anyway because things are going to cost more mm-hmm. so um it, it's kind of a fabrication but let's see how much of a fabrication it is if the negative happens and the democrats have both the house and the uh, senate now uh the uh the virus um, vaccine that has been announced, has that helped stabilize uh, the, the markets? Um, uh, it almost came out the day after the election. So when you were expecting like uh, some kind of uh, turmoil about that, uh, that uh, grabbed the headlines and, and made a, a, lot, a lot of people very comfortable. Because I think some people uh, think that the control of the virus is more, impre- more important than who is president right now. Yeah, you know, one thing you can say that stocks are often oversold and overbought. So when the news came out, the market, the Dow went up 1,500 points in, in pre-market and, and ended up closing down, closing up about 800. So lost about 50% of the gains. And then people realized, well, yes, we have this vaccine, but it's probably not going to be widespread until early 2021. So now we've got Democratic uh, governors. You know, Oz will be talking, I guess, was it today? Uh, uh, one o'clock. One o'clock about what's going to happen. And then you're going to have a president-elect who wants everyone to wear national masks. It's going to be a nanny state. So those things kind of hurt the market. And then there was an announcement earlier on the national news talking about the fact that you have a four- or six-week complete shutdown. The cure is going to be worse than the disease. So the answer to your question, it was euphoric. In my opinion, it overshot, and then now there's some pullback to reality is we're still going to have to deal with this for a while. Um, I was actually at Kay's um, yesterday. Or, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, it was, it, was the, it was the holiday, and there was a waiting list. I've never seen that before, and the waiting list was caused by the fact that you couldn't have every table full. Mm-hmm. So there are things that are really hurting the economy that way. So um, the Dow futures are actually down a couple hundred points now. So there's some reality hitting in that, hey, you know, we're not there yet. But certainly it was good news. And, and I maintain 
and I don't know the inner outs. I'm just saying I think it's a pretty strong conclusion that if Pfizer had announced this before the election, I think uh, we would have another term of uh, President Trump. All right. This is up front. And uh, we um, have taken five phone calls already. We've cleared the lines. If you would like to participate in today's program uh, via the telephone, it's a good time to get in because um, I see both lines are available. 769-0600-766-1380. We'd uh, love to hear from you on any topic uh, that uh, you would like to to talk about. And this certainly, if you're, this is like talk show heaven, right? Uh, there are so many topics uh, uh, that uh, when we finish pro- programs uh, in the last few months, our list of things that we were going to talk about is um, is still untouched because um, people are uh, interested in so many other uh, uh, other topics. And a lot of the topics they bring up are the same topics we had on our little piece of paper. We're going to take another call here on the Upfront program. Your comments on this Thursday morning. Good morning. Um, our governor, this state has been given money for small businesses. And to my knowledge, she hasn't released any. Am I right? Yes, she has, but she hasn't released much. But the, All yes, right. so, and it may be selective. I understand. Well, small businesses have benefited. Yeah, one one of the things that's been an issue that, that's been brought to me by lawyers and accountants, and actually in business people, that it was so complicated that it, compared to the federal one, that it was it was very very difficult. For example, to get going on it, you had to have, you know your Dun and Bradstreet number. That most businesses don't even know that had to look it up so it was very cumbersome to get that money then then it shouldn't have been our governors in each and every state in our own to try to simplify that for the for the taxpayers of the state if you talk to the people who are having trouble getting the money i think they'd agree 100 percent with that sentiment and um what right has she to utilize given money to balance her books well, that's a debatable question right now uh, because uh, she, I think, is depending on President-elect uh, Biden to, to um, convert that money that's supposed to be spent on COVID-19 to convert that money to balance the books. And I think that's why there have been two feature stories, one in the Journal last week and one in Providence Business News today, saying that she had $1.25 billion and she has almost she has nine tenths of a billion dollars unspent, nine hundred million dollars unspent, and she was holding back that money uh, because um, that's money she's depending on to, shall we say, salvage uh, the Senate and the House and the Rhode Island government from that big deficit that we have. So, I think that the president-elect will probably let her spend that money come January. Uh, to uh, balance the budget. And it's probably why you don't see any General Assembly action right now. They're sitting back waiting, too. Sitting back where at home? Waiting for that $900 million to be released to solve all Rhode Island's financial problems. And then I have one other um, suggestion. We all know, in the state of Rhode Island and other states, they have what I call spiff jobs. Jobs that you don't take tests for. Jobs that really aren't a necessity that they're given out as political favors. Why don't we start at the top with them? Because as far as because they have the political clout to pre- uh, to prevent that, <laughs> they wouldn't have gotten them in the first place. 
I, th- I well, think I'd know, make a great that, lottery director. Don't you think I'd make a good lottery director? Oh, <laughs> well, listen, can't be any worse than the ones you've had. Right. I'd love to be the solid waste uh, director uh, in Johnston. Uh, I'd love to be the uh, the chairman of the Bridge and Turnpike Authority. I'm, I'm just waiting for that position to open to me when you're elected it, governor. If that's what you call political virtues, let me tell you, there's a lot of people going to have a very hot reception when they pass. Yes, true. You have a good day. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. You having a good time today? I, I, I am. Great callers, uh, very opinionated, very professional, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm having a real good time. Well, let's continue that great time with another caller. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hi, Chris. Yes, I'm here. I was wondering, um, did the uh, senator from Alaska win his seat? Uh, yes, I think they announced that, yes. So now it's down to uh, 48-48 with two runoffs in Georgia. You have to take 50% of the vote or there's a runoff. So there's two uh, Democrat-Republican both, which is unusual, in Georgia. So those are the last ones. Chris, with Tillis winning and the, uh, the senator from Alaska, that gives us 50 seats. Right. Right. So we got fifty right now. Right. So if, the, if and the, they're doing a runoff down in Georgia, and they're counting every single ballot. And if the senator down there, uh, I forgot his name, Purdue, mm-hmm. he is so close to fifty percent. If he gets a fifty percent after this runoff, after them counting all the ballots, then we got control of the Senate. That'll give us fifty-one. Exactly. So. Right now, the, the Democrats are able to focus their money on one single state, Georgia. So you have uh, two Republicans and you have two Democrats uh, running. So if the two Democrats were to win, then now it's going to be 50-50. So the way the Constitution works is the vice president breaks ties in the Senate if they're 50-50, and that would be Kamala Harris. So that would be Democratic control. I know that. What I'm telling you is I believe that there's so much shenanigans going on down in Georgia after they do this recount. Purdue is going to get to his 50 percent and he's going to win that seat. So he won't have to do a a, a runoff or anything down there. He won that seat automatically. So you'll only have Wofner down there that's running for a seat. Um, The way I understand there's two runoffs, but uh, you could be you could have newer information than me. Well, I know right now there's two runoffs, but if Purdue, after they do all this counting down in Georgia, every ballot, hand by hand, if he makes his 50%, he automatically wins this, that Senate seat. I, I, I agree, but that's not the current situation. I, I understand what you're saying. So we're hopeful that the Senate will be taken by the Republicans and the, the you know, the House and is, is uh, not that strongly controlled, but it is controlled by the Democrats. And that would stop, I think, a lot of the crazy stuff coming through. So I think we're in agreement. Okay. Yep. I'm just, keep your fingers crossed. Purdue gets to the 50% when they do all this vote counting because I think they're all crazy down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to summarize it. Thank you. Thank you. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. We're taking calls from listeners on this Thursday morning. We're having a free-for-all discussion on a lot of topics. Hello, you're up next with your comments. Good morning, Roger. Good morning. 
Good morning. Um, Chris. You, Jeff, and the entire WNRI radio station made um, Veterans Day absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I sent it out to all my friends. I around the nation because I have lots of friends. I said, just Google WNRI Listen Live. That was a beautiful tribute. Um, COVID-19 kept people at home, but your radio station kept people connected. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for those nice comments on our Veterans Day programming yesterday on WNRI. Yeah, a lot of work went into it, and we did receive a lot of nice uh, comment on it. And um, so um, thank you, caller, for recognizing that. I, ha- I had the unusual circumstance. Normally, you want to buy a drink or a dinner for a veteran on Veterans Day, and I, I, had, I had a veteran buy me dinner, which was awkward, but I only found out after the fact. So thank you for that veteran, and thank you for your service to our country. It can go the other way, Chris, too, right? Yes. This is... Um, this is the upfront program. We have a couple of ads to uh, take care of, and we'll have a few more comments uh, to send your way. So stay along with us. The little red truck is at your service. We are A&R Trailer Rentals in Woonsocket. We're a company that has those 45-foot storage trailers for rent or lease, and 20-foot ground-level containers are also available. And we offer leasing with the option to buy. We specialize in household and commercial storage for the public, so if you're looking for for a place to store household items while remodeling or renovating, then look no further. We have your temporary storage needs available for a fraction of the cost of those storage facilities. And if you're looking to store seasonal items like uh, snowmobiles or jet skis, we have the perfect solution. Call Al Gagnon at 766-1919. Need temporary storage? Where the little red truck? Give us a call. And for your lawn and garden, we can deliver Wright's Farm cow manure, or you can select from an organic mix, which is a lab tested by the University of Maine for your lawn and garden, but also gravel, sand, clay, stone dust, and mulch available, delivered right to your property. Al Gagnon's Little Red Truck will bring it to you, and here is his number for rates and more information, 766-1919, 766-1919. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. Savini's Pomodoro Restaurant is open for inside and outside dining, too. And you can enjoy our famous and very popular Sicilian-style pizza, clam cakes and chowder, fish and chips, fried clam sandwiches, and our full Italian specialties, too. And you can always order takeout, taking reservations for indoor and outdoor service at 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro, Rathbun Street, Woonsocket, open Tuesday through Sunday. And yes, we always have family-style chicken. Hey, come on over, uh, Savini's. We'll be open uh, later this afternoon for your dining convenience. We have a beautiful dining room. And, of course, uh, we'll uh, socially distance you uh, so that uh, you are uh, protected. And also, um, you know, we go by all the rules. We'll ask for your name and telephone number and, and just uh, just welcome you to our restaurant. And uh, hope that you have a wonderful dining experience as we've had a number of times ourselves. It's Savini's Italian Pomodoro Restaurant, right here in Woonsocket. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
Now, let's get back to the panel. All right, uh, we're back. I'm Roger. Uh, Chris is here. Uh, an email uh, says, uh, uh, can you ask Chris Weiss why uh, so many people actually saved for their children's education and will have to pay for people who didn't. Now, what are they? What could they be talking about in this email? Yeah, that's uh, was on my list of things to talk about. One of the things that Biden wants to do is forgive ten thousand dollars of everyone's student loans who make under a certain amount of money, and Elizabeth Warren's pushing fifty thousand dollars. So there's one point six trillion dollars of debt, and that's because, in my opinion, a miscollaboration. Excuse me, between the um, Colleges and the feds. They just, colleges are being, generally being inefficient with the, the students' money because you can borrow it cheaply from the federal government. So, what they want to do is for people who saved for their children's college education, paid for it, um, I, I did that. And now people like myself are going to have to pay for other people's kids as well. So, it, it's kind of disheartening. And what it's going to do is just going to encourage colleges to be more and more silly with uh, parents' money and with, with the students' money. So, yeah, that, that, that's a problem, and I just think it's in the wrong direction. Uh, if the Fed wanted to help, they could have lowered the student loan ratio. They could have found things that people could do to pay off the loans, um, like our state treasurer went for Teach for America down in Louisiana and paid off his student loans by uh, teaching in underprivileged uh, areas. So, yeah, what they're looking to do, the Democrats, is saying um, not only did you save for your children's education, you're going to be paying for your neighbor's children's education. We have callers waiting. Let's uh, get to another uh, topic here. And uh, your comments, please, for uh, for the two of us. Here. Hi, good morning. Hi. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Very quick question for you, Chris. Uh, you piqued my interest a little bit talking about Florida and the villages. And maybe you can elaborate a little bit. Um, I understand that Florida does not tax, have income tax, uh, state income tax. Now, does that apply to Social Security, pensions, 403s, 401ks? And you're still responsible for federal tax. It would just be state tax. But does it also cover those other types of incomes besides like just Social Security? Yeah, how good is it? Well, I give the, uh, I do, um, I don't give tax or legal advice, but it's pretty apparent, yes, there is no income tax in the state of Florida. So if you're paying, you know, $25,000 a year to the state of Rhode Island, pick the number, and you uh, get make that same income down in uh, Florida, you just gave yourself a $25,000 raise. Um, so, yes, there's no uh, income tax at all in the state of Florida. Okay, I just I didn't know if that was just in relation to Social Security, but they do tax other types of income. Then if they don't act, no, 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 there's no, there's no tax at all. So no when, when if you're if you're in the 37 percent tax bracket in Rhode Island, you're going to pay 37 percent to the federal and 5.99 to the state. You take that same person and you move them to Florida, which happens a heck of a lot. They're going to pay 37 percent to the federal and zero, nada, nothing, zero to the state of Florida because they don't have state tax. Right. So how do they make it up? They have higher sales tax. They have higher. 
They must make it up somehow. Oh, oh yeah. Well, well, tourist pay. Yeah, to, yeah, <laughs> tourist pay. They, they, you know, you, it's a great place to go, and you go there, you're going to pay um, hotel tax, you're going to pay car rental tax, and yes, they have sales tax there, but there's no income tax. They they do it, and it's, a, it's just a very well-run state. And if your plane lands at Orlando or Palm Beach or Miami or Fort Lauderdale, they have county taxes added on to your airfare so that when that plane touches the ground at uh, Orlando International, uh, Orlando is getting some money from you as you uh, commute into the state. They can do that. So if Chris has convinced me, I'm only going to pay that tax once because I'll fly in and never leave. (laughs) Excellent point. And and again, I I used uh, Carl Icahn for an example a great uh, business person, investor, a multi-billionaire, and he was synonymous with New York. And he has a hedge fund. He's worth billions of dollars. And he told his team, we're moving to Miami. If you want to stay here, we're going to pay you a year's salary, but we're moving the whole kit and caboodle. Him personally saving millions and millions of dollars by moving to, to Florida. And, again, Texas also doesn't have uh, income tax as well, I'm pretty sure Arizona doesn't. And then you have some states like Illinois and California. I don't know if they passed it. I hate to bring up the thing I didn't research, but they wanted to have charge 16.5% for people who make over $5 million. I don't know how they're going to get any athletes to go over there making you know, $200 million and 16% going to the to, to the state. But you look at California and Florida, a complete opposite. That's why Phil Mickelson, um, his... his um, Youngest is now in college, so he built a house in Jupiter, Florida, and he's leaving California because his effective tax rate was 64%. Right, right. Now, I I know you're an avid golfer. North Carolina, are they a big tax state, or are they comparable to to like a – I know they don't have zero, but I believe that they are – lower if i understand it correctly the the carolinas are consistently in the top 10 states maybe the top seven states for places to retire and business friendliness so that they do have state taxes but it's a lot less than other places but consistently the carolinas are uh, welcoming for business and they're welcoming to retirees all right all right well i i appreciate it i always find uh, your show very interesting uh when you're on chris sometimes we don't always I don't always believe in, uh, and agree with your philosophy or some of your opinions, but I always find it very interesting. So, uh, so appreciate it. Well, so before sure. before I let you go, thank you for calling in, and it's your right. I mean, I'm here twice a week now. If if you hear something that you don't agree with, I love to debate because I'll learn something. Just because it's my opinion doesn't mean it's correct, and uh, I love to hear the other side of the arguments. Okay, well, I appreciate it, and uh, I will call in again. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for your call. This is the Upfront Program on WNRI. The Roast House is open seven days a week, and our hours are 1130 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining, and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700. And check our menu on the Internet for theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Farm Street, Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside dining. All right. Uh, probably not much uh, outside dining today. Is this the, Was it raining when you came in? Uh, no. No, it wasn't. Well, maybe they'll, we'll do some. Hey, we'll be back with our final comments in a moment. 
Are you thinking about opening up a business or expanding your existing business? Do you need a building to rent or purchase? Call one of the best commercial realtors around who has helped over 30 businesses start up or grow in our community. Contact Garrett Menseri with Menseri Real Estate, who can help you find the place that works for you. His phone number is 401-651-1519 to start your search today. There is plenty of office, retail, manufacturing, industrial, or vacant land properties out there on the market, and Garrett Manseri can find it for you. His number again is 401-651-1519. So give him a call today at Manseri Real Estate. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Roger and Chris here on this uh, Thursday morning at WNRI. And uh, Chris, uh, you got something else on your list because we don't have any callers right now, but we have plenty of them today. Just uh, 20 minutes ago, weekly, weekly jobless claims fell again, so another sign that the labor market is improving. So every week there's estimates about how many people are going to file for unemployment, and when those things go down, it's obviously a good thing for the economy. Um, a couple of companies caught my attention who are looking to push, in, uh, not looking, they're actually publicly saying they want another stimulus package uh, for America, and those uh, CEOs, uh, the CEO of McDonald's and the CEO of Walmart, and I just found that peculiar because those are going to be two of the beneficiaries of um, any kind of stimulus package. So well, they're trying to help their company. Ex- exactly. <laughs> but it, it's just so transparent. You know, somebody gets a $1,200 check, and if it's going to be that much to you, you know, you're probably going to be spending it at Walmart and, and McDonald's. And the other thing about McDonald's, too, the I use them as the example because the Democrats are really pushing for a $15 minimum wage nationally. And they don't realize that, that that's a job killer or they don't care. But I mean, I remember when a Big Mac meal was like a couple of dollars. If you go and have a Big Mac meal right now, it's like $11. And all you're going to see is for if you're a $15 minimum wage, um, you're going to have $17 uh, Big Mac meals, and it's all going to be proportional. So I don't think that. I mean, when I was 15 years old, I was making $300 a week, but I was, I was in the plumbing business. So I wouldn't have expected to make a lot of money if I was uh, – you know, working at McDonald's. So when you push up that minimum wage, it just doesn't do what the Democrats want it to do for the people. Well, there will be some changes out there, Chris. I uh, I think with the new president, <laughs> there will definitely be. Uh, and this is a this there's just going to be a change of direction. No question. And if we were going in the wrong direction uh, in your mind, then you'll really be happy with this new direction <laughs> because I can tell you it's the opposite. Let's see if we can get at least um, your um, your thought uh, on, and uh, then we have to close out. You have about a minute. Go ahead. Uh, are you there? Going once. You're on the air. Yeah. Goodbye. And one more here. Uh, you still have about a minute, too. Hello. Well, it's... Hi, Chris. Hi, Roger. It's going to be very quick. You know, we need to get our young people in the schools learning about our government because other countries have uh, that as a priority and we don't have that anymore and we definitely need it because no one really knows you listen to a program like this uh, and and how many people do you think understands that if they go with some of these things it's going to cost you on the other end you you have to look at the whole picture here and unfortunately 
that's not happening with the United States. It just isn't. Appreciate your comments today. And have, have a good day. No, have I agree. a good day yourself. Thank you, Chris, for your time and attention here. We look forward to your next visit. All right? my, my pleasure. Good Thank day, you. everybody. Bye-bye from Upfront. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket. WNRI Woonsocket, W236CW, W260DC. WNRI.